he saw that I had a skill, even though not directly linked to my job, and encouraged me to grow it. And at the end of the day, a skill is a skill, and skills are all transferable. This is the Leadership 480 Podcast. Hey there, leaders, and welcome back to the Leadership 480 Podcast. Today, we have a very special guest with us who many of you may know. If you are a cooking and baking fan, you may have seen her on her appearance in Series 11 of The Great British Baking Show. Or if you're based in the UK, you will know it as The Great British Bake Off. Our guest is Ermine, who made it all the way to the semifinal this season and was a fan favorite. Uh, She also happens to be one of our colleagues here at DDI and wanted to share some of the lessons and leadership that she learned from the show. I think you all will find her insights deeply uh, powerful yet refreshing as a way for us to reframe the way we're thinking about leadership on the lighter and sweeter side of things with baking. So, Ermine, welcome to the Leadership 480 podcast. We're so glad to have you. Thank you, Beth. Thank you for having me. So let's start with the basics. What brought you from your career in DDI's UK office onto the British Baking Show? How did you find the courage to try out? Well, first it was my passion for baking, but mostly I have to say it was my colleagues and my manager. Without the encouragement, I would not have found the courage to apply. Oh, that's amazing. So what gave you, they were the ones who kind of, you know, mentioned that you should be, you should go on the show? Absolutely. So we have this um, monthly breakfast that we do in, in the London office once a month. And I will always you know, bring something in and they would all the time say, you know, how lovely it is and how I should join this show. And I would always be like, yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. You know, and just to sort of get rid of them. And, you know, it became so repetitive that, you know, I just felt one day, all right, I'm, I'm going to do it now. You know, just to put this at rest, you know, with no intention of sort of taking it through. So it, it was a great surprise to have made it to the show at all. That's amazing. So one of the things you mentioned to me in some of our discussions about what the show taught you and how to think like a leader was in terms of strategy. So being ambitious, yet ensuring that you're able to deliver. Tell me a little bit more about that. So as a leader, you want to think strategy. And that starts for me in the tent with developing my recipes. I wanted to showcase my skill, but also wanted to be able to deliver those skills. You can't provide fancy ideas and not deliver on it. So it takes planning and strategy to deliver show-stopping results within the allocated time. It is about finding the right balance between both, achieving great results within the allocated resources. That is such a powerful lesson. I think a lot of leaders go through that. You know, you, you come into a leadership role, you've got big ideas for something, but without the people and the and the resources and the time to do it all, it's it's unrealistic and you're gonna end up struggling. So what a powerful Absolutely. lesson you learned. Absolutely. Absolutely. I can't agree more. 
So as, as you were mentioning that, one of the things that comes to my mind is also time management, another crucial yes. aspect of leadership. How does that factor into your strategy? So what I've learned during my time in the town is, you know, that we, if we were giving all the time, you know, that we could, we will all come with amazing fakes. So the idea of the show is to put us under that extra time pressure and see how we perform, which will often get in a business environment. So leaders often face the unknown and have to navigate through challenging obstacles and this under pressure. And the pandemic is a typical example of that. So during the technical um, challenges, for example, in the tent, you are given a sheet of paper with instructions for a bake you have never heard of before or never attempted before. You are under time pressure as well as the pressure of having the camera on you. You are faced, you are faced with the unknown and decision has to be taken you are told to make a dough and you ask yourself, how? And then next you've been told to prove the dough and you're thinking, for how long? And then to bake the dough and then you're thinking, at what temperature? None of that instruction is given to you. And so you have to call upon all your previous experiences and use a bit of intuition and navigate the situation to the best of your ability. So being a leader is to have the humility to recognize sometime that, you know, the initial plan that you had, plan A, is not working and have the agility and ability to take a moment to pause and reassess the situation in order to steer the ship around. So there are times where I came to the tent with a plan that looked like it wasn't going to work. I was able to quickly change course and produce something that works. And Jelly Week, the famous Jelly Week, where everyone loves, you know, beautiful jelly flower that I've done, was where I also won um, Star Baker, was a typical example of that. I love that. And I wish we all had Jelly Week um, as part of our weekly challenges. <laughs> I, would, I would love that. Um, I'm curious how my team would say I did on Jelly Week. <laughs> um, but, you know, I think your point about dealing with the unknown is so important. You know, leaders are facing that a lot right now. We don't uh, know what's ahead. There's rarely a roadmap that says, Here's exactly what to do. Similar to the way you were saying for a recipe, you know, you might be hand, you were handed something that said, bake this. And you're thinking, how, how long, how do I, you know, what the temperature is. And that's, it's, it's not dissimilar to a lot of times, you know, leaders are given the results of expectations. Here's what you need to produce, but not much about how to get there. So tell me a little bit about how you, what you learned about dealing with the unknown. So, for me, and through that experience, pioneering leaders, the, the kind of leaders that change, you know, the status 
cool and come up with great ideas. Uh, the ones that are not afraid of the unknown, that are not afraid to challenge themselves, and that are not afraid of failure, because failure is part of the learning uh, journey. We always learn something out of failure. And so through this journey, I have learned to tackle things I have never done before. For example, you know, in week one, we had a cake, cake bus. And I mean, that cake has been a nightmare, you know, throughout <laughs> into into the pen and you know there were a few frustrating moments during you know my practice at home there were hours of work just lost because you put everything together and then the cake crumbles before your eyes and you have to restart again and I was dedicated to succeeding and I always picked myself up and try again. And every time I felt, I learned to do things differently. That's such a powerful lesson, I think. Um, we talk a lot about failing forward for leaders and how, you know, it's not all often as visual as, as the cake that's literally crumbling right before your eyes. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I think that failing forward, learning to take those failures um, in stride as part of your process. One of the things I loved about the show was, well, it's good and bad, right? That um, they always judge you on the week that you're in, not on your past weeks. So yeah. it's bad if, you're, if you've been successful in the past and you're like, but I did a great job last week. Yeah. If, and then you mess up now, but, you know, but also very powerful and refreshing in terms of, um, you know, if you had a bad week last week, that doesn't mean anything. You come in today and you start over. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And as they say, you only you only as good as the cake you bake <laughs> when you are when you are in the tent. But yes, I mean, there's always that opportunity to you know pick your you know to pick yourself up and you know start clean again and show what you are you know capable of. Um, you know, in in the tent. So no, I I agree with that. Yeah, it's a lot of it's a lot of resilience that's expected of of you on the show and and of leaders, you know, who have maybe had spectacular and very visible failures. Um, and I think the visibility is another one that struck me on the show and something you talked about um, that how vulnerable you have to be on the show. I mean, everything you do is on display from the from the moment you start creating it, people are watching you, you're getting interviewed um, every single step of the way. They're kind of looking at it when they think it might be going bad um, and commenting. And then you put it out there and it could be ripped to shreds. Yeah. Very similar for leaders. You know, everything they do is on display for others, how they go about everything. You can't really hide. So how did you learn to accept that vulnerability? You know, when we grow and as a society, you know, we are taught that vulnerability is a weakness. But actually, vulnerability is a strength. And that is what makes you human. And when you show vulnerability, you are able to create trust between you and, you know, your team as leader. So when you bake and submit it to, to the judge, 
it is literally like you know it, it's a work of love and so it's like putting your heart on a plate and suggesting yourself and your performance to judgment and sometimes it goes well and sometimes not so well <laughs> and it's about picking yourself up making the most of the constructive you know criticism and applying them to the next episode if of course you make it to the following week and a great leader must have the ability to take criticism to introspect and to make positive changes i think that's a that's a great point and i'm curious how you felt about you know, not only did you put your finished product out there, but everybody could see everything you were doing every step of the way. And it, you know, when I watch the show, it, it occurs to me, you know, most of us in our daily work, it doesn't, it, if you're an individual contributor, you can do whatever you need to do. And it just matters, you know, you show your final product to your boss. But when you're a leader and like you on the show, it's every step. How, how did being on display like that change the way that you actually went about your work? Um, naturally, I mean, I like to do, you know, things to the to the best of my ability. And then also, you know, because you are on the show being seen by millions of people, you obviously want to give um your best. So and and but but also within the time constraint. And sometimes you come with a product that you you know you'll feel not disappointed with but almost feel like um well I'm better than this I could do better than this if I was giving the, the time and I found that in the first few episodes I used to be really so disappointed about myself almost thinking I mean I can produce better than this but then it's about showing yourself empathy as well and you know acknowledging that you have done your best given the circumstances that um you 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 were in and you just take the criticism you know on your stride and you know to do better you know on the next episode I think your point about empathy is critical for leadership. Um, we talk about it all the time that that empathy is really one of the foundational skills. If you do nothing else as a leader, start here. Um, and it's one of the things I've found as a leader myself that it all looks a lot easier until you're in the role yourself. You know, as an individual contributor, you know, often you'd be like, oh, why is my boss doing this? Or, you know, it's not that, you know, if I were the boss, I would do something differently. But it's a lot harder when you're there. And I, I imagine that's the case on the show as well. Absolutely. I mean, when it comes to leadership, empathy goes a long way. And I actually got a little story for you. I remember when I was watching the show as a viewer, you know, I was sitting on my sofa and um, my couch and, um, you know, see the, the contestant doing the technical. And obviously they will fail miserably. And I would be like, well, you 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 can't bake something this simple. I mean, come on. And then, but you know, of course, the you as a viewer, you have seen the end product, so you know what it's supposed to look like. But then, when you actually go in the tent, you don't get to see the final bake and what it's supposed to look like. So you are navigating 
blind. So having experienced it from the other side, put things in perspective, and the supposedly simple bake is all of a sudden a lot more challenging. So what that has taught me is the importance of understanding or at least trying to see or acknowledge things from others' perspective. Because, you know, you are seeing things from your angles, but there's so many other different angles that you're probably not seeing from your position, from where you are. And that's where empathy comes in, trying to put yourself in others' um, you know, shoe and, and reflect on the situation from a different angle. Absolutely. And you bring up another point that I, I think is highly relevant is knowing what success looks like can sometimes be half the battle. Um, for a lot of leaders, you know, you don't know what it looks like. And until someone tells you this is what it's supposed to look like, it's hard to say, you know, in retrospect, you might say, oh, well, obviously I should have done something differently. Um, but getting that picture and painting that picture for yourself of, of what success looks like in advance is so crucial. Absolutely, because once you know or have seen what something is supposed to look like, it's much more easier to replicate it. But when you don't know what something is supposed to look like, you're basically shooting blind and you know making making things up as you go along. And that can be a lot more challenging. Yeah, it's a great lesson, I think, for leaders, both for themselves and what they're shooting for, but as well as the goals they set for their teams, the better you can help paint the picture of where people, I think a lot of leaders get upset, you know, if they haven't said, here's where you need to, here's what success looks like, this is what good looks like, and then if their teams don't reach it, you know, they're disappointed, but they've never said what it was. Yeah, absolutely. No, I agree with you 100%. Um, so... One of the things that also struck me is really at the end of the day, much like leadership, there's a part of this that's just about endurance and sometimes a very grueling schedule. My understanding was you guys were, I mean, cranking these out week after week. And many times when they film, you know, people are doing this on the weekends in addition to their regular jobs. How do you keep going through the tough schedule? I mean, it was intense, especially because we live in a bubble. So, I mean, this series, especially, we lived in a bubble. So there was no going back home to your, you know, family. It was, you know, 24-7. And we did have days off, but because you wanted to, you know, keep going and be in the competition, you know, you were also practicing on your day off. You obviously were given the opportunity to rest if you wanted to, but, you know, most of us were baking. So, um, you know, what, what I've, I've learned in terms of resilience from that perspective is that um, when, you know, businesses are going through a tough time, you know, through economic downturn, it's about um, endurance and not speed. So um, at time, the aim is to be the last man standing and I remember, like Prue used to say, you know, you just don't want, you just want to not be the worst. 
right? Because you just want to yeah, you just want to make it in in an Andrew situation. You just want to make it to the next step. You just want to not be the worst, and and so um, you just yeah keep pushing. You know, and and the aim is to be the last man standing, even if you get there bruised. And so, as I used to tell myself when I wanted to give up, but also to my fellow bakers when they were down, is it is not over until it is over. So being a leader in hard time is recognizing that you need to keep your head at float until the hard times are over. That might mean taking tough decisions that will allow you to keep going exactly as the pandemic has, you know, showed us. Oh, that's great. Thank you. So one of the things we ask all of our guests on the show, uh, tell me about a moment of leadership that really affected your life, whether it was positive or negative, a moment of leadership that changed you. So mine, mine come from um, a bottom-up perspective on management and my experience at DDI generally but also at direct level has always been a surprisingly pleasant one and I say surprisingly because it is not something I have experienced before. Mm -hmm. The emphasis has always been on trust results and achievement rather than micromanagement. My leader has always given me a say in my job and I always felt that my opinion mattered. So for example, my direct manager, you know, to me has always led by example and have taken interest in my academic progress through uh, the completion of my ACCA, my professional uh, progress, for example, in working experience and gaining, um, you know, um, you know, taking on new challenging and getting more experience and also on a personal growth level, like my general and, and the teams as well, not just me, but my general mental well-being and welfare. It was my manager that saw the potential in me and kept encouraging me to apply to the Great British, you know, Bake Off show. And I'm glad that he never saw my participation as a hindrance to my job, as is commonly the case. Because mm-hmm. sometimes people will think, oh, you know, you know, she's going to go on the show and that she, she'll be gone. You know, she won't come back. And, and he was, you know, never like that it was you know here's something you enjoy doing I can see it's your passion you know go and show what you're capable of and yes and so I felt he understood that you can pursue your passion whilst being a credit to your team and adding value to your company he saw that I had a skill even though not directly linked to my job and encourage me to grow it. And at the end of the day, a skill 
is a skill, and skills are all transferable. So, through the show, I received tremendous support from from work, and so when your employer cares about your growth and your personal development beyond the nine to five, you feel in return a great sense of loyalty and you want to give 200% and always ready to go above and beyond. And it goes both way. And I feel a happy employee makes a happy business. And I think DDI has definitely cracked that code. I, I love that story of how the personal and, and your professional, all of that came together and, and um, being able to see how, you know, to your words, that being able to pursue your passion while still being a credit to your team and, and adding value to your company. I think that's what so many folks are really looking for, you know, that, that they can pursue the, those things that make bring them joy while still yeah. being 100% there for their jobs. Yeah. Absolutely. So thank you for sharing that. Thank you for joining us today, Armin. And thank you to all of our listeners for spending part of their 480 with us today. We will all be left wondering how we would fare on Jelly Week, much like you, Ermine. <laughs> thank you so, for having me. It's been a pleasure. <laughs> thank you so much. This is Beth Alms reminding all of you to make every moment of leadership count. <laughs>